Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yes, yes, this is the Litmus Podcast. Thanks for coming back for another week. My name is Swazi Mikali, and as you know, it is all about Black History Month 2019. And so this month, I'm dedicating the Litmus Podcast to celebrating black creatives who are absolutely smashing it when it comes to their craft and their creative industry. Last week, we chopped it up with Tom Mucci, Mo Mansare, and Eric Shango as we sat down to unpack the amazing Barbershop Chronicles. So last week was all about part one, and if you need to listen up, then go back and listen to that episode, because we right now are about to kick it off with part two. I, I want to dive into hard work. I want to know what hard work looks like to each of you. Um, but what I'm interested in is a lot of the things that we do growing up or that you do in settings that you're comfortable with, then um, like almost spill into your into your job, into your craft. So I started out presenting just at church, like just doing youth oh. group, drama group, on stage, improv, like it would like someone didn't turn up, what are you gonna do? You're not just gonna say, okay guys, you can't have youth tonight. Well, because you gotta make it work. So you're jumping in and a lot of presenting is jumping in. It's mm-hmm. just picking up the mic and going with it, especially yeah. with live events. So I wanna know how did you get into what you're doing now and what did you um, what have you picked up that's just been in the back of your mind, the skill set that you just naturally go to that has now become so important to your craft today? So, I, in terms of how I got into acting and yeah. hard work, I, I just, I loved Will Smith from a young age. I used to watch <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, said to my mum I want to be like him. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know what, obviously African, so at the time it was like, if you want to do that in your spare time, I'd rather <laughs> you be... Do you know what I mean? And yeah. the drama lesson, then be out on the street doing X, Y, and Z or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got into it through that and then found my love for it when I was younger. I had the opportunity to do a few jobs, mm-hmm. you know, trained and all of that. And it brought me to where I am now. But in terms of the hard work and where that comes from, for me, it's my mum, man. Because yeah. that lady, like, she's from Sierra Leone. She came over, she had me, like, for her to even be in a position to have me in this country, it, it was it was nuts and I see her every day like she, she's on it so mm-hmm. she's just got her masters in universal childcare oh, oh congrats and when I say that this lady was working two jobs yeah she was looking after me and my brother cooking all of that and obviously I would help her out but it was it was her that was doing all of that mm-hmm. she come home from work at six she go to a night job in a in a nursing home then she'll come home she might have a study day or she'll come home and then she'll sleep for a bit and then she'll study all night. So if this is what I see on a daily basis, how can I, Do anything as her son, get up and say, oh, you know what, my mum's breaking her back, but I'm just going to sit and be a slob. Like, I, I yeah. can't do that. And it's one of those things where I've seen sacrifice because in friends, of course you had friends, but 
that was like secondary or yeah. even like the last thing on the list. So that's where it came from for me. And I think, you know, they say that thing of kids, you know, children, they learn by what they see, not by what you, not by what you tell them. Mm-hmm. Like, so for me, I, I saw that and I think that just, you know, that just soaked into me mm-hmm. and how I approach my work. So yeah, that's, for, yeah, that's, that's how I, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I would say. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh, it's, beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. lovely. Yeah. yeah I need to show your mum this bit. Of course, you'll watch this interview, but just that in particular is yeah. she must be so proud yeah. because, of course, she's probably not even aware of what you see and what you don't see. Mm. She's just trying to make ends meet or just trying to, you know, do the best that she can. Yeah, she and yet, the man that she's raised, a lot of that is just fueled into you just because of you been watching. Can I just say that something like beautiful I saw on that stage mm-hmm. was when. This gentleman's father came to watch him. Yes, I was going to ask you about this experience. How did that journey? What was that like for you? Um, me, me, me and my dad's journey has not really been a smooth sailing one. And as much as I, cr- I created a character online about my dad and people grew to love that character, that was me. That was therapy for me because some of those things that my dad did that you guys laughed at, was terrible at the time. Mm. And to see him, my dad would say the same thing to every single achievement. achievement. <laughs> well done, that's good. Okay, that's good. Always. And when he came on that stage, Eric came to him and said, Oh, you should be proud. No, no, uncle, you should be proud. Uncle, you should be proud. He just kept repeating it mm. and he walked off. And I looked at my dad, yeah. And the only time I've ever seen him like this is when he got married and he was tearing. And I remember being a kid and I was like, why are you crying? <laughs> like, isn't this supposed to be a good day? Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 I'm happy, I'm happy. And it was the same tears. I didn't bother to ask again, oh, why are you crying? I just knew that like he was proud. And that was enough for me. It cleared a lot of um, uh, pent up anger I had and my, um, Drive was never was not in the right place, mm. so I, I constantly was trying to prove because um, I, I did the whole college route. And the thing is, in in secondary school, I had I had excellent grades, like mm. I had A's. Mm. Went to college, and yeah, I just I just went off the rails. I failed college three times in two different colleges, mm-hmm. and my dad just said, "You're done." Yeah. <laughs> out the house, wow. you're done, like, don't come back. Mm-hmm. And that came at the time when I found this um, love for online and love for comedy. And I said, I'm going to be the best at it. Mm. Like, I used to watch <clears throat> films and look at every single angle of the camera and think, cool, I can't afford a camera, but I want an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find the best editing apps on this that this phone can give me. And I'm going to do it the best. We used to record 10 videos a day like every and just reel it out like if I could have made a whole nother Instagram with the videos I didn't put up put up yeah and yeah so that drive that we had was just like to me personally it was like so that I can make something for myself to show my dad that okay cool this is what I did Mm -hmm. when you rejected me and in that that void that I was trying to fill that's where I found God and he kind of told me that's not the energy mm. that you need to drive like um you've got a different purpose there's there's this whole 
there's this whole parable that I heard. Um, it's called the parable of both. So it's like a uh, a farmer, a rich farmer, that got his um, servants to plant wheat on, yeah. the, on the field, and it grew and it grew with weed on it. And the servants were like, "Oh, master, master, should we pull out the the weed because mm. it's it's growing with the thingy?" And he was <coughs> like, "No, because it will pull out the good stuff as mm. well if you do." And wait until it's the actual harvest and we take them both out and separate it. That whole thing of like growth with both, mm. like you need the bad stuff as well as the good. Mm. So even though I had a terrible source of my drive, if it, it, it gave, gave me my drive. Yeah. And eventually God showed me that that wasn't the way to do things. Now my drive is genuinely hard work. I want to be the best I can be because of me and what my purpose entails not because I'm trying to prove to my dad something. Mm. And uh, that's kind of where it is. So even, and you pick up stuff along the way, different jobs you do, like I met an actor that told me he reads his, his script once a day because he doesn't overdo it and he doesn't underdo it. And he tells me he knows all his lines before he gets into rehearsal so that he's, 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 he can already start playing. So there's just pick things you pick up along the way that add on to um, your process. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I, I, even in um, what I was doing online, every time I edit the video, I'll send it to 10 of my friends saying, what do you think? Mm. And they all tell me 10 different things. Mm. And that affects how I edit the video. So now, in my performance, like, I know what it's like to say, to take criticism. Because like, once upon a time, I couldn't. Mm. And that taught me how to take criticism because that constructive criticism mm. as well as horrible criticism <laughs> and what you do with that, you know what I mean? It's Whether it's good or bad, how, how does it affect you? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of things that travels along the way and the good with the bad. That's kind of been my, um, my yeah. process. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful process. And I think it's just one that is not, um, like, it's unique to you, but it's not unique in its package. Yeah. Like, everyone will have something in their background that will fuel them to where they need to be today. Mm -hmm. And whether it's good and bad, that I love the growth of both, like, you must allow the two to grow at the same time because it would ha be harmful almost to pluck um, one or, or the other out. It's, it's, and it's crazy that, like, <laughs> the Bible can be used in what you, what you will be of your process mm -hmm. at work. Like, there's so much, like, parables right in the word that can just be mm -hmm. they're everywhere to apply, yeah. we have to apply to many many different things mm. on top of that like, we are we're human beings in it so we're not perfect mm -hmm. yeah so we're not robots so we can't be perfect every single day so we have to embrace you have to burn your desires you can't let your desires burn you yeah mm. do you know what i mean yeah, and it applies with your like sometimes you have to embrace your demons not to you know just say oh, i'm gonna go and do something bad but if you know there's an aspect of yourself that you want to work on, it's not going to change overnight, mm. but you have it in your head. Yeah. You have to go you know through good it. as well. You have to roll with it, and eventually you get to a place where you're able to police that yeah. a lot better than you are now. So I agree. I, I hear that a million percent. Can you unpack it? What, how did you learn that about your design, desires not burning you up? Ah, going from going off what we were like, kind of just talking about in terms of just like how we ended up where we were. I think similarly to Mo, my inspiration was my mum, but it wasn't so much exclusively what my mum was doing, mm -hmm. but it was what my mum was going through. Mm. So I watched my mum uh, experience a lot of deception. 
from her friends, from her partner, from her family, like her own brothers and sisters and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, I experienced my mum, like it was a lot, she, I experienced her witness a lot of, um, experience a lot of unhappiness. Mm. Like, if I was to sit down and be and have a counseling session with my mum and break down this re related situations to her, I'd be like, you experienced a lot of like misfortune, but my mum was always happy, and I never understood how or why. Mm. And every single, I've never, I've never seen my mum cry like in a situation. When we used to go to church, I see her cry all the time. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, oh. she cries every Sunday, mm. but. I've never seen her cry. I tell her like the only time I also saw her cry was when her dad died, but that was when I was very, very young. But I've never seen her cry at the most like toxic of situations that I was as I was able to, you know, like understand when as I was growing up. So for me, I kinda look looked at life like no matter what happens to you, mm. you just have to keep going. Like it doesn't matter whether the house has caved in or someone has that you just keep going. You just keep going. Like, um, there was a situation where something was going on with between my mum and her partner and it's like my sister was getting married that day mm -hmm. and just went through it and I heard this, this story of the situation afterwards and I was like yo like how did you manage to get through that and it's like well Jennifer was getting married what are we yeah. going to do stop, stop life because, so that was kind of the, the mantra that I had in me mm -hmm. so whatever happens you ignore it and you just keep going but back then Looking at it as if you ignore it is what became hazardous to me, because my, you know, our, my parents' generation, they just ignore things and they don't deal with things and don't process their insecurities, and so it kind of like manifests into their children. They project that onto their children. But for me, I used all of that kind of, I don't know, that I used that experience to kind of get to a place where, where, similarly to Tom. Was amazing in secondary school, primary school, got A's all the time, whatever. And then I got to college and it just didn't work. It mm. Didn't work once, didn't work twice. And I said, you know, I'm not doing this. But I'm not going to sit on my ass. I have to do something. And I started working a job and then I bumped into people because I said, you know, I'm going to go towards this acting thing. Because I got, I remember I'd got a part to play in Youngers. I auditioned for Youngers. Oh, and that was the first ever time I went to Peckham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I had no clue. It just looked like this mad place. I went to the Damalola Taylor Center. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, okay, but I just never went. I never went to the, any of the, I think that those people must cancel me on their list, boy. That Eric Shango name, when you see, you better cancel it, bro. Because I've never, I never went to any of the, like the calls or the cast, nothing. Like I, I went and they got, got one of the parts and I just never went because my mum was like, you better go to that college, bro, and, and do well. And then college just never went well, started working, whatever. And then um, I, I had to quit because I, bumped into a lawyer who wanted to be an actor, but my course at the time was on par with somebody who wanted to be a lawyer. Right. And he advised me, stop the acting, go and be a, I mean, stop the lawyer, stop the law course, go and be an actor. So I quit and then, I think it must've been for about three months or God knows how long, I was just like trying to find a, um, I realized that I had to make, whatever I did next, even if I was going to be a cleaner, it had to be within a the theater, it had to be on a film set, it had to be something related to acting in that field. In that field. Yeah. I just knew that because money is what makes things go. I needed mm. to earn money there. And from there I'll find who I need to find and so on and so on. And then um, I met a gen, that was the year I met, that I met Tom by the way. Yes. Yeah, um, I'm, there was a gentleman that was on Peaky Blinders at the time called Paul Bullion doing his team. The day we started that, our job, 
at the theatre in Criterion Theatre, Piccadilly Circus, he was going out to Prague to film with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then um, me and him sparked up a bit of a relationship. And then he said to me, because I just had no clue of what to do next. I'm, I'm here, I'm in the show, I'm making money, but what to do? He said, listen, you need to go to drama school. And I was like, what that, what's that? He then found me the monologues and the pieces that I needed to get in order to get into drama school. He edited it for me and then told me, just go out there, use the money that you're earning from this, go to drama school. And I went and whatnot, and I, I just had no decorum. I didn't know what to do. I just went in there like with this mindset of, despite everything I'm going through, because my mum had like kicked me out at the time as a result of me not going to uni. Like my whole family had turned on me because, well not all of my whole family, but like there, were, there was a lot of like, aggression towards me because I wasn't, I was supposed to be the golden child to go to Oxford mm. and do law, but I didn't do that. And so, um, yeah, I was just like, it was just peak that so year. So when they yeah. see you do what you do now, Oh, don't worry. <laughs> my mum is, uh, she's, uh, <laughs> she's proud. She's, yeah, she came to watch. She was proud, but like, yeah, just obviously after getting into drama school and doing whatever and getting an agent and going from there, ending up in barbershop, my mum's just like, she, she apologised. Wow. She apologised. Swear. Mm. My mum apologised, bro. African yeah. parents. My mum apologised. My mum apologised. It's fear. Like, yeah. you remember, it's fear. Like, fear of? Well, my, my, my parents brought me here out of civil war, so it's like, and they were doing wild jobs, bro. Mm. For you to come and tell them you want to be an actor, you know. Because you, the job is linked yeah. to security. Yeah. yeah, like, so it's like, and they're trying to just make sure you're okay and they're yeah. going to go back to Africa. Yeah. Mm. So when you're coming to them with these wild, oh, I want to play football, or I want to I I dance, it's like in Africa, those type of like <laughs> jobs or careers. So you're riffraff. Yeah, it's not. Don't it's not, they, they have people, actors and musicians and footballers they like and they admire because they're on TV. Those guys have made it, but they can't fathom the way they got there. Their own child. So, so it's like, no, that's not, that's not what you're doing. Yeah. Those people, those are for those people. Mm-hmm. You are doing this because this is what's going to make you a man or a woman mm. or and you're going to be secure mm. so it's fear yeah and mm. I, I got it and i see it now in my siblings because i'm now kind of like a parent mm. to them so when my sister says to me oh um oh yeah i want to be a personal shopper i'm just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what is that what is even that yeah and, what kind of crap is that but i need to understand that she needs to go through those motions i just need to be there to be like okay no just because my parents didn't give me the it's just no mm, that's it mm. and there's a lot of things that now this generation like we're going to raise our kids completely differently mm. because um like it's not a fear thing anymore you've done it you yeah. have friends that have done it so it's like oh you want to be an actor oh, blah, 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 blah. this is the way yeah like like and he doesn't you don't have to go to drama school this, this is another way yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trying to say it. so um You've learnt it now. Mm. Now it's about giving yeah. it back. So I'm just saying it was fear. You know, we're not living in fear. Yeah. Mm. This is this is generally it. You know, or like uh, one of my uncles had a big inf- input in my life as well. And so he came back and they were like to me, yeah, you know what? Like we we now realise what you were going through and how it was it was needed that kind of pressure because it may inadvertently acted as the fuel for you to keep going. Right, similar, right? But, nah, nah, nah. but they were like, <laughs> <laughs> they'll come and say, yeah, yeah. We, we were wrong, but we were right. We were right. Lad, man. Literally, we knew you'd get there eventually. Yeah, I was just, I was just, 
I was don't give in, bro. He was like, yeah, we acknowledge what you went through, but maybe, maybe we were a little bit too harsh kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Listen, I understand. Like, mm. it's, it's it's fine isn't it, at the end of the day because I know, like Tom again, I knew I started to understand where it, it came from. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just I knew how. Not so much. I knew how I wanted to live, but I knew how I, I didn't how I didn't want to live. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, that's um, um, that's kind of what was behind me getting to where I am today, knowing mm. how I didn't want to live. Like, mm. like understanding the relationship that I have with my dad and his relationship towards all of his children. Cause I've got a lot of siblings, and I was like, this is this this is crazy, bro. Like, yeah. I was, yeah. So um, yeah, I I reckon that's how it is, and mm. we don't live in fear. So yeah, I I just find it fascinating, isn't it, that you can hear three different stories, and those of you watching, you can find common ground. Mm. Because sometimes you watch a play and you think, oh, they're so sick, but they're so unreachable. Mm. Like there is nothing in common that me and Tommy or you guys, do you know what I mean? So when you say, actually, yeah, I went to school and I've got parents, and and my background looks like this, and my mum had to work double jobs and. Someone's thinking, yeah, that is so similar to my situation, and yet you pursued a dream and you got there, and the agencies and the theatres and all of that follows, but it's not a far away place. It isn't something unattainable. So if you're watching, please be encouraged. Like, there is so much to draw out of this. Just what you were saying about, okay, I don't have a a camera, but I've got my iPhone. What things do you have in your hand right now? What things can you use? Who who is around you? What what is your network looking like? Don't sleep on what's already in front of you just because you don't have the next best thing. You loosely touched on something that is also quite interesting. And I feel like as we, we're a little bit fortunate because we were growing up in an age where we didn't have social media, we didn't have technology. It it grew in, it was given to us (laughs) when, um, you know, we were at an age where we could understand how to use it. Yeah. But it's different for a generation that will be born into social media. And mm-hmm. I felt like there's been moments in my life where I've looked at other people's journeys and I'm like, yo, like, I feel like I should be at the same level as this person or how come these opportunities aren't being afforded to me and I'm working hard. One thing I came to learn quickly uh, whilst I started this journey and whilst I've been amongst these lot is that um, this there's no one way right. to getting to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And what looks what is success to one person isn't what is meant for you because yeah. you have to understand there's like there's an, there's a psychological and a mental side attached to this game and it's like your level five might be someone else's level one and your level five i mean also your 10 might be someone else's one yeah. do you know what i mean so it's like it, you can't compare your journeys and what's meant for you will be meant will arrive for you when mm. the time is right nothing arrives before it's time yeah and I also learned about the concept of playing your position mm. and realizing that because many a time in life that people didn't realize where people haven't realized where they were meant to be in their life and they compare themselves and this is happening a lot now because of social media yeah. you have access to other people's lives and you're like right I should be where that person is and it's like you don't know how long ago this person's yeah, journey started exactly for you to compare yourself to them yeah at the height of what is just currently their mm-hmm. success. Do you know what I mean? It's when people say, oh, this is the beginning. And yeah. they're thinking, no, bro. Like, I've, <laughs> my beginning started <laughs> way 2000, back. 2001, bro. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? like, stuff like that. So it, it, this is not just a lesson to people. That This has actually been a lesson to myself. Yeah. And I've spoken to me and Mo have discussed this in like length. Like, you know, just about realizing that if things are happening for you, then they're mm-hmm. happening. You're mm-hmm. making the right choices. That's all that matters. Don't worry about Harry, don't yeah. worry about Jack, don't worry about Kim. 
just keep doing your thing. Yeah. And, and the doors will open for you when they're meant to open. Mm. I've got a, I've, I'll use myself as an example, right? So I went the theatre school that I used to go to, DMB Theatre School, running down the people, thank you. Um, <laughs> the college that I went to, well, before I got to college, they said ballet is really good for you to do when you're doing dance because it teaches you technique and it makes you a versatile performer, right? So I did ballet classes on a Wednesday every week. And then when the kids on my road found out about it, <laughs> hey, what more you're doing ballet like? Oh yeah, he's a ballet boy, but obviously the banter came, mm. boy that came. And it was at that time, I was like, yo, this is so peak, bro. Mm-hmm. But they're the same people now. And not to say that, you know, when people say to me, you're doing your thing, that's when I feel validated. Mm. But they're the same people now that will come to you and say, Bro, I see what you're doing. Big up you. Da, 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 da. Like from back in the day, you've been doing your thing. But they were the ones that were laughing. Now, they, 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 none the wiser. Yeah. Mm. We're kids in it. We don't know any better. But I say all of that to say, everyone's as Eric said, everyone's journey is their own individual journey. And growing up, it's so I think it's difficult to be an individual because then you're you're by yourself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And there's security in numbers, mm. well, as people say. So yeah. when you're with your friends, you feel like you just feel better about yourself because everyone's doing the same thing but just take that time to sit down and think about what do I actually want to do how do I want to get there who do I know that's done it if there's actors that you know that you respect that you look up to see their journeys where did they start so go to the beginning and then track back to where they are mm-hmm. when you look at people like Daniel Kaluuya do you know what I mean exactly how we started doing this thing with the writing and yeah. everything and just, 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 just see that and take what works for you. So I just say, don't don't be scared to be yourself, man. Because yeah. it is scary. Yeah. Even up to today. Like, it is scary. There's times so where it's, you want to, you want to, sorry, No, of course. There's times where you, you, you feel like, oh, you know what, this journey by myself is a bit difficult, but it will pay off. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
No, success at times can be a very, very, well, the road to success anyway, can be a very, very lonely and isolating journey. Especially creatives. 100%. I, like, I know just similar situations to Mo where I, I had no, there was a point where I had no friends around me. Mm. All my friends had gone off to uni, living the lives that they thought were right for them, rightly so, but literally nobody on my side. And I felt like I was experiencing mm. forms of depression, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? But it's, it's those same people that were like, ah, he's done out here, or whatever it is. I've now come back and similarly to more, just, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're appreciative. And I think it's also because they're experiencing something similar to what I was experiencing back then. Now, yeah. I'm in no position to determine that, but I, I reckon it's like going after, saying no and going left and yeah. going after what, yeah, just trusting it is, is I, honestly, it's, 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 that person is kind of like a crazy genius. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you can't, you have to be able to see the unseeable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And just believe. And, and, and when it when it pays off, it's like a surreal feeling. It's like, yo, that man's actually here. Like, yeah. And it but, you know when you were speaking about um, comparing yourself, that's, that's very common as human, as kids. Mm. If someone else has a bigger toy, and you see kids playing, they don't want the toy until someone else has it. Yeah. Like the stuff like that, it's, it's almost ingrained in us. But I remember I really wanted a blue tick. Mm. Like when I was doing the online thing, I almost felt entitled to it at one point. Mm. Everyone else was getting it. I thought, is it a followers thing? Because people with less followers were getting it. What I was like, and I took almost like check myself, like, why is this important? If I said I'm going here, why is the superficial stuff, the additives, is what I kind of care about? Because is it because of how it looks to the outside world, or is it something I truly want? And mm. when you do eventually get it, to the outside world, it may look like oh, this and that and that. But the journey that I've had mentally to get away from that order, because these guys banning me all the time when like <laughs> stuff happens that's superficial. They're like, oh, you're doing this stuff. Mm. Like, oh, guys, it's like. <laughs> It will happen, definitely it will happen in this time and I guarantee you, you won't even care about it. <laughs> By then anyway. By then it will just be like a part and parcel to you. Mm. And um, yeah, comparing is dangerous, you know. And can I jump on that to what you were talking about, about community and having a group of friends? Because like something that I do, I meet up every second Sunday of the month with a group of friends. We sit down, lay out the goals for the month, and check in with one another. And for me, That's honestly, mental health wise, I'm just like it is so necessary. But shouts to Vapiano, it's not even that they sponsor it. But basically, we just go to Vaps, and it's not it's so low key. But what you get out of it, you just feel heard. You feel like you've imparted like whatever you may have gone through that week into someone else's life, and just that swapping of advice. And I, for me, watching the show, I was like, wow, it's black men yeah. talking, acting, spudding, like nodding with squinted eyes. What, what that translates as into security, into friendship, into love, really, yeah. is what the world says, no, 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 black men don't do that, yeah. or men full stop don't do that. Yeah. So as Barbershop, outside of just the play, how have you grown as men as a consequence of being in the play? Well. Me and Mo have spoken countless times since the show. Mm-hmm. And I think the beautiful thing about this play is that it's the age thing. Yeah. So it's like me and Mo are the youngest. And then in between us, you have like Elmi. And, and then you have Tom, Ade. Tom, Tom. Ade, Demi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then between that, you have Okorie. 
Then you have just like four different set like, of ages. Yeah, four, wow. then you have Mica and, and um, Manny. Yeah. The yeah. 20s, the not so 20s, <laughs> the 30s, and the 40, the 40 plus. Yeah. And the 40 plus. So, so it's like, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's not, oh, you have your clicks or whatever it is, but it's like, these are people who are most likely to understand where you're at in your life. Mm. But it's not just excluded. I mean, excluded, yeah, secluded to just those respective groups. Yeah. It's like, there's been times where you're weaving. You'll, yeah, you'll catch me and Tom in a corner talking about something that yeah. that pertains to us, mm-hmm. and then you'll catch Elmi and Demi talking about something. And you catch like, I'll, be, I'll be talking about property with the forty blushes. Yeah. yeah, because they're like save your money. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. trust me, it's fun now. Yeah, you're enjoying it. Save your money because yeah. it's more than that. So that whole concept of how you become a man. Obviously, I will have our things on the side. My one is more rooted to my faith. Mm-hmm. I have a very similar thing with that. We meet, I meet fortnightly, fortnightly with my friends, talk about goals, spiritual goals, um, and pray. And But that's therapeutic to me. Mm-hmm. So that when I'm going into this place, you learn a whole different right. set of things um, in terms of work anyway. But it's definitely a thing of sharing and imparting. Hundred percent for me. Even I learn from these guys all the time. I find you guys very hilarious. <laughs> very. No, you guys are very hilarious. <laughs> I'll take that what? from a comedy genius, man. <laughs> <laughs> comedy genius, a comedy genius. Trust. Trust. Nice. Honestly, like, I think there's a dif- there's a difficulty amongst black men in terms of complimenting each other sometimes, particularly if you're African. I just can't take it. Though. Do you know what I mean? Like what? To learn to. I feel you need to learn to because it's, it. it's, it's, it's going to be feel, common for you. I feel. What does it feel like? It feels like guilt. Feels like guilt. Yeah. I can't understand it. I can't explain it. It's like I've done the extreme hard work I know to get to this point, but because it feels like I've done it and it's natural to me, mm. yeah. When someone is telling me that oh you've done this oh I can't even imagine I doing understand. that. Yeah, I don't like, know. I'm like okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I can't. It just I get makes me feel it, guilty. I get it, but it's, and, like, it's part. That's just because of what you do and who you are and the gifts you possess and your faith, etc., etc. This is going to be a common thing. Mm. So it's about getting accustomed, like be, be, being accustomed to that. It's not about expecting it because there's a difference between mm. acclimatizing mm. and expecting. Do you know what I mean? And that's also something I had to realize. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like some people recognize other people's journeys a lot more. Yeah. So if someone you know, gives you a compliment or whatever, you're not accepting it, you're blocking your blessing. Yeah. Mm. Because that's someone whole like earnestly Yeah, yeah. Coming to you. you and going opening their heart and saying, Yo, thank you. Yeah. We don't know where that thank you's coming from. That might you know, they might not have they might have had a horrible day mm-hmm. or they might not have been to the field before. They might you know, they might be going through a madness and this is quelled their not like ease their nerves in some way, shape or form. Yeah. yeah. So like and as a man of faith, you get me like you can't block our blessings. Yeah. So, it, it, so it yeah, is that. Yeah, the whole, the whole compl- like complimentary thing or just like showing love to each other is something that Stuff I think we it. have to. But if we, if we look at this play and masculinity and mm. who was supposed to be your first form of love and if they're not in your life in your life early on, how do you respond to love then? No, of course. Do you get it like, like me being my, my mum and being my first form of love and if 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 she isn't there how do i then take love from females in the future this is just female friends in general yeah and i've seen that like i can take it more from guys mm. than mm. i take it from women mm. 
and my female friends have come and told me like, yo, like you, you always keep us at a distance, mm. and it's like, like this person really reflects on so many things, mm. like um, just deeper, and when I come out and like I see girls there, I'm just like. I'm not gonna escape this. <laughs> like, I, honestly, honestly. This guy will rip into me and Mo. When, well, not me, Mo. Mo maybe, because they come to Mo, innit? And, and it's where he's just like, we'll go back to him, like, he'll be like, oh, stay away from me. <laughs> stay away from me with that empathy. <laughs> or I have friends will come to see him and they're like, oh, you can do it to this. I said, Tom, I'm not right. And Tom, Tom's looking at me like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? I'm out. What are you doing? I'm out. I'm going it's, the other way. It's, it's weird and I'm learning. Mm. But um, that's what I say, it's good with the bad. Yeah. It's both. And probably discernment, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's discerning. And I love what you just said about people coming earnestly. I think mm. that's what it is. If they've got a genuine thank you on their heart, mm-hmm. you, you, you must be able to discern that. Otherwise, you shut down someone and they'll go away thinking, oh, exactly. I didn't get to really give over my, my appreciation for that. Exactly. Or oh, Dave, Dave, Dave. They've come with an open heart, and then what they've got back is is something else, and how that might affect them in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, I avoid that. I just run. <laughs> no, but I don't even give them the chance to just run. Bro, but I'm telling you, no, it, it, no, I, I hear it in it because we, we all have our days where we might have a show that's whack or whatever. You come out, or well, just like, having a rough day, a rough day, or you come out and you think, <clears throat> even if if someone comes out like I've had a show where. I feel like I didn't do what I needed to, you know, it wasn't up to scratch. Mm. I remember that. And show. you come out and you say to yourself, if someone says, I don't even want people to say thank you to me because I don't feel like I deserve that. Right. But that's just superficial, mm-hmm. that's just you, you know, that's like a selfish way to think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But. Some of the yeah. dead shows, people were coming back, that's fantastic. I'm yeah. like, I was like, bro, you don't even know what <laughs> <you're like." laughs> That I messed up, you don't know the half of it. What, um, yeah, just your funniest blooper moment. <laughs> funniest blooper moment. There's not one, so we'll give you a couple. Okay, okay, give me a couple. Hey, let's start with Tom's one. <laughs> Tom, Ade, and Mohammed have a scene. <laughs> this is the second scene of the play. So it's not like you're under any pressure. Mm. We've done the pre show, wow. we've done the first scene. Wow. This guy has never got this line wrong, whatever it is. So he's talking now, <laughs> asking more questions. Well, um, Samuel is, is most character, some mm-hmm. questions. He's sitting in the chair, this guy, me and man, that in the play. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mo's, uh, Samuel is like answering the questions, answering the questions, but you know, you can't answer a question before you know what the question is. <laughs> and you can't then respond to the answer if you haven't even asked heard the question. The question yet. Yeah. You, have, you haven't even heard the answer, or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> This Tom guy, <laughs> Mo speaking, this guy decided to cut Ade's line, cut Mo, Mo's line, <laughs> skip like, as a result of that cut, skip three lines. I've seen Mo and Ade look at each other like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so what's funny, yeah, is that we have to carry on the scene. <laughs> Pass up and go back. <laughs> and I can see Mo's eyes. <laughs> and even the way he delivered his line, he was like, oh snap, he's like, uh, what's, what's his line again? Um, but what did he think? Yeah. So you don't see that much? Something like that. Yeah. Something along them lines. But he said it, then Bim. slowed down. Because he knew, ah, <laughs> I just cut these people's lines, but you can't take me anywhere. We have to keep moving. Yeah. That was... 
Blue. I got one most blue, one of the most bloopers. <laughs> but if not, he's he's had live bloopers. But I'm going to the more the physical bloopers. Yeah? Oh. <laughs> I don't know if there's the one where he missed he missed the jump when he was supposed to jump. <laughs> no, 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 no. Or, no, no, no I got one. That was so, was Mo cute. is very particular about where <laughs> <laughs> where things should be placed. Yeah? The so we have to go with a prop. Yeah. No, we man, have markers. Like, if the mark is here, it yeah, has to be there. That, <laughs> if you get it like, let's just say here. He, 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 as soon as the scene starts, you will see him yeah. fix it and he will let you know that you've got you you that wrong. So he fixes it. I don't, I don't let them so know now, fix it. This no. is In the pre show, sometimes we take stuff from different places yeah. um, to just play with the crowd, but we must always put it back. Mm. And now, I don't know what happened today. I'm usually the one that moves most trolley into position at mm. the start of the pre show. Cool. So I'm moving it. Mo is so worried about how things will look when the show starts up and you know where his things are. Basically, the the cape falls off as oh. I'm dancing. Yeah. You never even thought about listen, it. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. So what was this? So so I'm literally like dancing around the cape. It falls off. And I'm just going in circles. So the, the thing is getting entangled mm. in the wheels. But I know that I have to take it back. So I was just going to lift it up, yeah, and take it myself and pull it properly. But Mo has left from where he's dancing in the middle because he's seen, oh my God, this is going to ruin everything for me. This is going to ruin everything set. No, not for no, me, listen, for listen, us. Listen, no, it was your trolley. No, 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 because my trolley walks up, me. yeah. This thing is still on the floor, and now he tries to drag it, and it just goes ding, ding. It absolutely it capsizes the whole thing, like it. And then he eventually gives up because it's just now it's, it's causing a kerfuffle, and he runs off, bro. And I now have to fix what he's done, all because he couldn't take anything being changed in his world, bro. No, 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 no. no. My my perspective okay, on that is. My perspective on that is, I saw that the cape had dropped because I saw it as it fell. I saw it as well. And I didn't know, but with, with Tom, yeah, so when, look how he moves. Yeah. No, 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 no. With, to, with Tom, yeah, obviously, this, he's in it, in it, he's in it. And I'm thinking, I don't know if Tom has seen it mm. because he's looking up, in it. I didn't know that he saw it and then he'd think. So I thought, bro, like, is this, what's, what's going to happen? So I thought, you know what, there's a bit where we can, there's a little eight bars of music where I can run. Da, 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 da. Mm. This guy counted. It didn't, it didn't. No, 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 but you, you, you know, innit? But I didn't know, so I went and I tried to do it and then it just, and I could like, feel Tom, I could feel Tom. You know the generator that's being pulled, that's yeah. how he was doing it. Bah, bah. And I was like, yeah, they've seen this now. <laughs> <laughs> they've seen this now. Well, there's a time where it that jumped. bro. That, 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 okay. Oh, no. That's uh -huh. nice, so, bro. It was, it was. But it's not, it's not because it's my trolley. It's because I don't want things to go wrong for my friends on stage. Yeah. Mm. Because, for instance, if something drops in the, in the middle of a transition, everyone is gonna go and help and pick mm. it up. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> I was just like, why is Mo doing this? To me? Like, <laughs> no, why I'm is he having the trolley? Like, I was trying to. Bah, bah, I was trying to help, bah. Bah. And the oh. thing is, yeah, what made it peak for me is that because I always listen. I hear someone go. Yeah. Uh -uh. I was like, oh, they're laughing at us. Oh. They're, laughing, they're, laughing, they're laughing, they're laughing, they're laughing. We look mad, we look mad, we look mad. <laughs> That's how I've seen it. Yeah. And it's like, I usually look into the cape. You know the cape dance? Yeah, I yeah, usually yeah. look. I didn't what? look, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually embarrassed. Yeah. Bro, 
Yeah. Mo in one scene. Oh, you know where um, Mo's bloopers. You see it? Yeah, this is yeah, Mo. Yeah, we run it. We run it. Don't worry. When the girl comes down and we run it around and it's like, so so those one time, uh, so Manny, the tall um, <laughs> South, South African, the guy who plays South African guy, had a can, has a can, he's an alcoholic, um, and somebody knocked the can out of his hand. Now, I don't think these guys saw it, but I saw it. And I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know there was any water in it at the time, so we're just still running around and whatever it is. But then, as we ran around, I've seen, but it's created a significant puddle on stage. <laughs> and it's obviously scattered, scattered everywhere, isn't it? So we ran around and we, you're, um, in the yeah. corner, getting ready to wheel Micah into that that vicinity, and I'm like, yo, like these lot haven't seen it, and it's nobody's the told football. them. No, it's before the football. No, 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 don't, no. But it was in their scene as well. Okay. So they're running in and whatever it is now. The way the transition is that I'm not supposed to go anywhere in the middle. Whatever it is, how we've um, constructed is that I go to my seat and we sit down when this transition ends. But I've ran into the middle. I don't think you missed this because I didn't get to tell you. And I've told Micah. While singing, so I'm like, sure, sure, laws, like, there's water everywhere. Cool laws on time. And I ran back to my seat, and he's, Mike has looked at me like, this and then they started the scene. Now they're in the scene, they're doing madness or whatever it is, and I'm like, like watching them. You know when you're like, getting tense because they're getting near the water, and Mike was like, you know when he runs, like, one nil Chelsea, one nil Chelsea. He just missed it, just escaped it, and then um, we start the football scene. Now he's putting everything. Back to the everything's everybody's moving everything out of the way mm. so that we can do the, do the football yeah. transition. Now I'm I'm still aware that there's water everywhere. Manny knows there's water everywhere, but he hasn't told anybody. Mm. I'm just I don't know what's going on. So Mo's come up to me because we always that before we start the scene. And goes for you look like seeing the ghost is like, <laughs> like yo. Because I know how much water is everywhere. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yo, there's water everywhere. Mm. And he's looked at me like, what? But we only have Two second windows yeah. to relay this kind of information before mm. there's things that we have you to say. You don't do Chinese do. whispers between. We're trying. Most just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, there's water everywhere. He's like, where? And then next thing you know, is he has to run off. We score the goal. We're running into the circle. Uh. Now we've huddled into the, the the circle thing, and Mo is like, in the I middle. I have to do a celebration in the middle mm -hmm. where, at like, I have scored the he, goal. He misses it sometimes. So so so. <laughs> oh, is this the one? Yeah. I I I, I, I miss what what the, the, the goal. Anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna get these people. Don't worry. <laughs> So my character's supposed to go, I come in the middle and I'm meant to do like a jump up here yeah, in the centre and then land. So I've gone. On the beat, right? I've, 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 I've never missed that beat in my life. Oh, oh, oh. Continue your song. So your I've song scored, is good. So I've, I've come in the middle. Anyway, I've come in the middle and I'm meant to jump up on the beat and, 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 and land. So I'm running, I'm running. As I go to jump, right, I've gone. Lucky me, I didn't drop, I just went like this. Mm. And I've just, I, I, that's when I realized, so this is what he was talking about. <laughs> when I'm telling you, he could have like hurt, he actually could have hurt himself. No, like, yeah, it, it, was, it was that much water. Mm. And then he came up to me after, I've never seen, I mean, people move his stuff and mm. he gets upset. <laughs> yep, he just gets upset. Gets upset. <laughs> but I had never seen Mo. He, he was so furious, he carried it on into the scene. Oh. How can Mo come to me and was like, who the, who, who the beat put this beat, beat water that it whispered to me, beat, beat. I think he was just saying beat. That's how, that's how furious he was. He was beat, I was like. No, oh. so threw someone off a chair. You threw someone they, off a chair. Oh, yeah. You know the transitions where you I move knew, one, I was waiting for Are you waiting for this one? Just waiting for the guy. And the thing is, I, I, I sit down on that scene, so my first thing is seeing the old man talking about him in a long time in Zimbabwe. 
So he's always seeing. Mm. And he, he starts was, to see him putting his glasses on, looking <laughs> like. So I'm like, <laughs> what has gone wrong today? Because I did not see the drop. I only, it was only explained to me that Mo threw him off the chair. Like in the middle of the play. I didn't play off the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you know, I've never, I, t- I've, 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 I saw, I must have saw him standing in the beginning of the season. I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, that's it. I was like, hmm, okay, never mind. But somebody told me afterwards that <laughs> Dave, David fell out, chair, he was on the floor. <laughs> so what happened was, yeah, there's a transition and these chairs. See how it's always more? These chairs were a bit wobbly. No, 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 no. It's because I'm the dance captain. So anytime anything goes wrong, <laughs> on it. they're like, no, the yeah, captain going yeah. wrong, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to move this chair back into the to, to upstage to the mark, right? But as I'm pulling it, the way I always pull it, <laughs> the chair's ticked. So now, so he's no, 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 no. So, okay, so the chair, so I'm going like, I'm like this, right? And the chair, this is like a barber chair, isn't it? So it's going, and I'm using all my strength, all my strength to try and get this chair back up, but it's, it's heavy, isn't it? How old is David? David is uh, 50, 50 plus, yeah. Wow. So, but what, I didn't throw him off. I could see that it was going down, so I just slowly, like, helped him to get to the floor. Instead of stopping it. Yeah. Instead of stopping it. I could not stop it, bro. This chair is heavy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Who was telling me that? Apparently they were dying. Oh my god, man. They just saw David scared bare yeah. so to the ground and this too many man music. Then we've got past that that that, that jumbled their words. Oh, oh my Oh, that's that was amazing. Oh my he, god. He makes the show for us. Oh my god. It's I, like I'm sorry, Dad! Oh my god. It's have hilarious. You, have you ever have you ever there's a look that oh that, my god okay that like when your mom told you to take the meat out of the freezer <laughs> and you didn't take the meat out of the freezer and you hear the, the car pulling up into the driveway <laughs> you know that look of like oh I'm meant to give you I'm meant to say something to you <laughs> help me help me <laughs> all you're saying is help me help me you know that Tyrese me. <laughs> what do you want from me? But let me encourage you guys, you know, you would not know any way, shape or form a blooper. You lot are so tight and so slick. The bloopers become part of the show. And then that for me is the best experience. So Thank you very much. <laughs> He's like, I appreciate that. Okay, let's talk about the tour real quick. Where can we catch you? Where will you be? And I want to know, what's your expectations? Because you won't be in the round and perhaps you won't be in audiences that look like yourself. <laughs> so, what does that look like? What are your expectations? Um, yeah, talk to me about tour. We've so these guys during these yeah the cities that we're going to so we're going to Birmingham, Oxford, Southampton, Leeds. We go to Inverness in Scotland, and we also go to Edinburgh, Edinburgh in Scotland. I think they're all the places that we're visiting. And in terms of the audience, because I did the we did the UK tour before Roundhouse. Yeah. It's just it's not to say that they're not gonna take it in, but London audiences are familiar with the culture, the concept, like everything in the show. There's a shorthand there. Mm-hmm. So you know I think. For us, we just need to be prepared to to, to give them the story and sense. just know that, yeah, you just trust that we've given them the story. Yeah. You know, because you can't go off the laughter. That can't be what validates the show. Yeah. As sure. much as it is very important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just, just to keep doing their job, really. And, mm-hmm. and we might learn a bit about their culture as well. Yeah. Because it's not just about them learning about us. We're going to these places that we've never been, been to before. Mm-hmm. There's things that we can learn as well. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I reckon that it's gonna evolve already. When we when we went around, some days that there were like not empty crowds, but it wasn't 
what we were accustomed to before. Mm. And I was just like, yo, like, I was almost taking it personal. Yeah. And like, there's no reaction. I'm like, what is wrong with you lot? Like, if you lot can't be bothered, then I can't be bothered. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, we still have to go out there and do the job to the best of our abilities. But it's like, what these guys with the, the people have done at all come back and say, but listen, this is what Birmingham, or well, not Birmingham, not so much Birmingham, but maybe mm. Oxford, maybe like, yeah. do you know what I mean? This is what Sheffield was like on some days, or Bristol. So, you can't take it personally, mm-hmm. just use it as training because mm. this is what might happen more often than not. Yeah, so, um, yeah, 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 I'm just anticipating that. And the cold, the cold, yeah, we're not yeah. cold people, you know. Yeah, man, I'm Scotland, Scot- yeah, in November, peak, you might have snow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's peak, bro. It's, yeah, mountain peak. Yeah. Um, I want to know what about you and the round because the round is gorgeous to perform in. It's also lovely to watch. What's that going to be like not to have? Oh, uh, no, it's going to be like a concert, isn't it? A <laughs> concert, yeah. But yeah. How, like, your transitions will be different. Because... Yeah, I'm a bit scared about the transitions and no, 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 even no. quick changes. I don't know what it's going to be like. No, that, that will be easier because you've got wing and a wing. But yeah. in terms of, if we're talking about the craft of it, mm. that's when, like, the craft comes in of knowing how to position yourself so that they can see you, but they can yeah. see you, but then they can hit. So yeah, yeah that, that would be a challenge, but that's our job. I feel like it's a pay us to do. It's so. not. It's not so much that it's easier to perform end on mm-hmm. because that's what the staging is known as. It's like I feel like it's more difficult to perform in the round as yeah. a result of what he was just saying, turning here and knowing when to give it to here mm-hmm. and uh, to them lot, to them lot. And so yeah, I feel like that's just going to be the most mm-hmm. like at least satisfying part. I mm-hmm. just do it, give it to you guys there. Yeah. So there you have it, ladies and gents. I told you, I told you there were going to be too many gems for your head top. Listen, the Barbershop Chronicles is on tour now. If you have not seen it, don't wait around because them tickets will fly, fly, fly. That's it from me, Swazi McKelly. I've sat down with Tom Mucci, Mo Mansaray, and Eric Shango. Make sure you follow them on the socials. And as for the Litmus Podcast, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Until next Friday, see you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.